This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app. Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a cup of coffee and a snack and get ready for Food Fables, where we share original short fiction stories about produce and its connection to people, culture, and more. Dimitri was standing at the entrance to the original farmer's market in Los Angeles, sipping his green tea and nodding his hellos to the farmers as they finished unloading their trucks. Fresh berries, stone fruits, leafy greens, and more. Like a rainbow, Dimitri whispered to himself, taking in the sight. He watched as the early morning market goers made their way to the coffee stand, queuing up before the market even fully came to life, though you'd guess that the coffee stand had been up all night. The smell of the roasting beans wafted through the market. It's like the very breath of life, huh, Papa Earth? One farmer winked as he passed by, patting Dimitri on his shoulder before making his way over to the coffee stand to join the rest. Dimitri smiled as he watched the line of people at the coffee stand, filled with labored steps, yawns, and stretches, transform with even just their first sip from their morning ritual, heading off to start their day with an extra perk. Dimitri approached, nodding his other hellos to the fruit and vegetable displays along the way, stopping at one stand in particular to inquire about a special fruit. He was given a handful of berries, which he tucked into his pocket, then continued toward the coffee stand. Oh, that's right, the farmer in line said as Dimitri came over. You're a tea drinker. You ever drink coffee? Dimitri simply winked as he took a sip of his tea. Coffee is a daily ritual in the lives of millions of humans around the globe. Dimitri began, speaking more generally to the crowd in line, and has been throughout history. Coffee lovers share good company. Dimitri paced up and down the line as he spoke, patrons lingering even after getting their morning fuel to hear him speak, as they so rarely got the chance this early. Beethoven, who drank his brew made with exactly 60 coffee beans, Bach, Benjamin Franklin, all notorious coffee drinkers, Margaret Atwood even teamed up with a coffee roasting company to make her own blend, one that was bird-friendly, so to speak, promoting the conservation of birds in coffee-growing regions across the globe. Teddy Roosevelt, 26th President of the United States, was rumored to have drunk a gallon of coffee a day. He is even believed to have coined Maxwell House's famous slogan, Good to the Last Drop. And I thought my three or four cups a day was a lot, one customer in line teased. <laughs> well, yes. If you think you're going overboard, you're certainly not alone. Even more than Teddy, Voltaire, the renowned French writer and philosopher, was rumored to have drunk 40 to 50 cups of coffee every morning. Wow! Indeed. But did you know that coffee beans are actually the seeds from a fruit? He pulled the coffee cherries from his pocket, holding them out in the palm of his hand. At the center of these coffee cherries are two blue-green seeds, the fresh form of what we know as coffee beans. The first coffee plantations were cultivated in Yemen. For some time, the Arabs were able to corner the market on coffee crops by parching and boiling the coffee beans, rendering them infertile. Some say that not a single coffee plant existed outside of Arabia or Africa until the 17th century. 
As legend has it, the coffee plant did not spread until Baba Budin, a Sufi saint from India, visited Mecca on pilgrimage. Before he left, he cleverly strapped fertile coffee beans to his chest to avoid having them confiscated on his way back to his homeland. Beans that were then planted, spread, and eventually grew into the competitive coffee trade. But earlier than that, before roasting the seeds of coffee cherries was even standard practice in Arabia, mystery and legend surrounded the discovery of the fruit itself. This fruit. Dimitri motioned with his hand for the crowd to take pieces until one final coffee cherry remained. Dimitri smiled and then popped the coffee cherry into his mouth, pulling a napkin from his pocket once his hand was free. As usual, with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. In ancient Ethiopia, sometime around 850 BCE, there lived a goat herder named Kaldi. Every morning he'd check on his flock, counting to make sure they were all there, tending to any that seemed sick, leading them to fresh patches of grass and refilling their hay troughs. One day he noticed a few of the goats in his herd were frolicking, full of energy. He smiled as he watched them, shaking his head curiously. What has gotten into you today? he said as he watched. He didn't think any more of it and went back to his day's work. But again the next day, even more goats of his herd were restless and romping around the fields, well into nightfall when they'd usually fall asleep. Shh, hey, hey, calm down. He tried to settle them, but with no luck. He stayed up well into the night with them until their energy finally faded. Yet again for the third day, many of his goats had more vigor than he'd seen, while he himself was tired from the night before. Whatever it is I wish you would share, he said with a smirk as he sat down in the field. He shrugged his shoulders as the goats hopped circles around him, unable to explain their burst of energy. Wait a minute. He leaned forward and picked up a small red fruit that was lying in the grass in front of him. He held the fruit in his palm, examining it. I wonder. Suddenly one of the goats came and ate it right out of his hand. He smiled and nodded his head, knowing what he needed to do. The next morning, Caldy went out into the field earlier than usual so he could follow his flock when they woke up. He walked with them to the edge of the field where he saw clusters of the red fruit growing on a tree. Sure enough, the goats went right to it and ate the red fruits, and by mid-morning they were frolicking, full of energy as before. Well, I did ask you to share, Caldy said as he picked a few fruits for himself. That afternoon and into the night, Caldy was awake and alert. The next morning, he joined in on the flock's ritual and found that he was more focused and productive than usual. The days kept on this way, and pretty soon one of the monks from the monastery just north of the fields took notice of Kaldi and his goats and their strange behavior. The monk observed quietly and from a distance, but Kaldi quickly realized that there were eyes watching him. Of course, the monks! Why didn't I think of this before? Kaldi hurried to gather a handful of the berries. The monk stepped backwards steadily as Kaldi approached. Hi, hello, oh, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be so intense. I'm just excited to share with you. Kaldi slowed his pace as he got close, extending his cupped hands out in front of him, the pile of red berries immediately catching the monk's eye. Kaldi stopped in front of the monk and gestured with his hands. Take them, they give you energy. He looked over his shoulder back toward his flock who danced around the field. Kaldi smiled and he turned back to the monk. They keep you alert. He motioned again. The monk accepted the fruit and bowed with gratitude. He returned to his shelter at the monastery, a small hut made of rough, dry stone. He knelt down on his sheepskin, the only object in his hut aside from a drinking gourd and a bowl for food. 
He laid the group of berries on the ground before him and then picked a few to eat. Just like when Caldi first ate them, the monk too spent the night awake and alert, able to pray and meditate for longer than before without growing tired. The monk spread the news of the fruit's discovery through the monastery. Most of the other monks shared his enjoyment for the ability to stay awake during evening prayer with ease. From there, the fruit spread in the hands of traveling monks throughout the Arabian Peninsula, changing the way people stay awake and keep alert. Soon, word of the energizing berries caught the interest of the Ethiopian Gala tribe. They invented a power bar that was prepared with coffee cherries and clarified butter, said to be the food of warriors, making them invincible. Still, there were some that couldn't swallow the bitter notes of the fruit, and at one point the berries were tossed into a fire as a means of discarding them. But the aroma released from the roasting fruit was so enticing that the former critics kept the remaining berries, cutting them open to reveal the two seeds inside. It wasn't long before roasting these seeds became the first step in the process of making the favorite morning fuel that we know, love, and can't get enough of today, coffee. The End Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Be sure to follow at Specially Produce App on Instagram for some amazing produce photos. And while you're on there, give us a follow at Plated Earth. Stay tuned. We'll be back with new episodes after our two-week summer break. Until then, remember, cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time. Mm